630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. He blitzes right past Marshawn to the net. Dishes one timer score. Leon Dreisaitl. What a play by McDavid. Body takes the snap. He looks to the right side. He's throwing to the end zone. There it is. Touchdown, Eskimos. Duke Williams. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 630 Chad. This is an incredible package. Phone lines open now to bid to help 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous 780-496-0063. The executive director of Santa's Anonymous herself, Lana Nordland, standing by to take your call. Here's what you are bidding on. This is the entire package. Four tickets to see the Oilers and Sharks Saturday, December 29th. Game starts at 2. You get a pair of Eskimos season tickets for 2019. You get an Eskimos jersey autographed by your quarterback, Mike Riley. And during an Eskimos game next season, you can visit our broadcast booth to see what Dave and Morley do to get it on the air. We also have a hockey puck signed by Leon Dreisaitl and another puck signed by Ryan Smith. That is all together. Bid 780-496-0063. It goes until 7 o'clock, and I see we already have somebody on the line with a bid. Awesome. You've, you've already done incredible. Thank you so much. We have already raised over $58,000 for 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous. And uh, obviously with an hour still to go, opening bid coming in at 500 bucks. So there we go. We'll start it there. Uh, we've already set a new record. So let's see how high we can take it. This is great. NHL tonight. Red Wings lead the Maple Leafs 3-1 in the second period. 1-1 Avalanche and Panthers in the second. After the first, Blue Jackets up 2-1 on the Flyers. Late first period, 1-1 Senators and Canadians. Same time of the game, 1-1 Bruins and Lightning. Early second frame, Penguins lead the Islanders 2-1. Hey, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It is Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio 630. Chad, we have Oilers broadcasts tomorrow and Sunday as they're back home, having won four of their last five. And, of course, a big announcement today at Rogers Place. The World Junior Tournament coming back to Alberta, Edmonton and Red Deer will host in 2021. And I'm pleased to welcome back to the show the CEO and Vice Chair of the Oilers Entertainment Group. It is Bob Nicholson. Bob, thanks for making time for me tonight. How are you doing? Uh, Reed, I'm doing real good. Uh, Yourself? I'm doing great, and I know you were ready to go right at the start of the show, but I wanted to get things rolling with the auction. We just got another bid coming in for $1,500. Uh, it's amazing how generous people are. That's a great package we're serving up today, so thanks for waiting. Yeah, you know what? It is a great package uh, for sports fans, and um, you know it's going to a great cause, so that's, that's huge. Uh, hopefully that everyone keeps bidding that package up tonight for you. Well, huge news at Rogers Place today. Huge turnout for the announcement. The World Juniors are going to be in Edmonton and Red Deer for 2021. I know you have a unique perspective on this with your current position with OEG, your experience with Hockey Canada and the International Ice Hockey Federation. Uh, I I know it's kind of an interesting setup. Vancouver, Victoria this year, Edmonton, Red Deer in a couple years. Do Do you think this is a new model for when Canada hosts uh, you know, maybe an NHL city and a smaller CHL type city nearby, or how do you see this model here, Bob? You know, uh, you know, talking with Tom Rennie and Scott Smith, uh, 
uh, over the last few days, they're really happy with the model of how it's working out in BC with uh, Victoria and Vancouver. And, you know, when uh, they came to uh, Red Deer and ourselves about doing this bit, um, you know, I look back in 1995, uh, Red Deer, how the World Juniors was hosted. They did such a great job. And, you know, I think they really looked at our building here. And, uh, you know, it's certainly the best building in hockey. Uh, in North America or in the world. And then we'll be opening up the ice district and the plaza. So we're going to have Ford Hall, the plaza. I think we can really do something special for Hockey Canada, fill the building for the games, but also have lots of festivities uh, out in those two areas and hopefully promoting hockey and, you know, helping get money back to uh, minor hockey throughout the province. Well, and that's uh, that's an important angle to it, and, and you'll know about this, and, and Tom emphasized that today as well. You know, Hockey Canada, you're going to have the best couple of dozen junior age players in the tournament, and, and that's incredible. But can you maybe expand on the impact this can have, maybe both financially, and I'm going to use the word spiritually, I think you'll know what I mean, on the grassroots level? Yeah, I think that, you know, any time that the, the World Juniors is played, but especially played in Canada, you know, there's so much excitement around it, and I think you get young boys and girls wanting to join and play the game of hockey, you know, seeing and starting to dream about putting on the Canadian jersey. And then, you know, the dollars that uh, Hockey Canada make on this, they really spread it out. Uh, they give some to the teams that are competing in the World Championships. They have a partnership with the Canadian Hockey League. But then most importantly, they give a lot of their dollars back to the branches and Hockey Alberta will be a big winner in this one as it's hosted here. And a lot of those programs go into underprivileged kids programs and making sure kids can uh, play the game of hockey. Bob, there's also a commitment with uh, Hockey Canada and the International Ice Hockey Federation that Canada will get hosting duties for the World Juniors in 20. 20- 24, 26, 28, and 31. So we continue to see almost every two years. There's one three-year uh, gap in there, and this has sort of become uh, pr- pretty regular that Canada gets it every two or three years. How has this tournament avoided that saturation point? You know, you know how cause sometimes events yeah. are always in a country or in a city, and eventually people say, well, it was great, but I'm not sure I want to keep buying tickets. How come we haven't hit that point with this tournament in Canada? Well, I think the one key thing, the time of year, uh, you know, it's really become a Christmas tradition. uh, And families sit around as families and watch those games. But we're fortunate. It's a big country. You know, the the Hockey Canada has taken it coast to coast uh, a couple times. And, you know, it's really been successful out west. And I think it's um, the players are really profiled through the CHL with their uh, Rogers package that they have on TV. TSN does a good job with um, the World Juniors. And now, Reed, I think one of the key things is so many of those players uh, are playing in the NHL the next year. You know, the NHL has gotten younger and younger, so everyone wants to see the players are going to be playing on the NHL rosters, and it just continues to grow. And uh, you know what? I think it's going to continue as long as uh, Hockey Canada keeps... A similar format that they got going. 
Bob Nicholson joining us on Inside Sports, CEO and Vice Chair of the Oilers Entertainment Group. And, of course, you can get more on 630Ched.com about the World Juniors coming to uh, Edmonton and Red Deer in 2021. Bob, another big uh, story here in the hockey world for the NHL, the 32nd franchise getting ready to roll in a couple seasons as well. Seattle is, uh, is joining I know there's a long hockey history there, uh, you know, going back to the old Stanley Cup team of 100 years ago and certainly uh, junior teams. And I know I had a reporter on from King 5 News in Seattle saying that, you know, there's a lot of people playing hockey recreationally there. For, from your position here uh, with OEG, tell us why you think this is a good market to come into the league. Yeah, you, you know, you look at the Seattle team in the Western Hockey League, uh, They've done very good over the last few years. But as you said, uh, Reed, you know, the Seattle Totems of the Western Hockey League, the old pro league, they had a huge following there. And it's going to be such a good rivalry, uh, starting with Vancouver, you know, right there. I think that'll go back and forth like we do with uh, Calgary and Edmonton. And I really look forward to that because I think our rivalry with uh, Vancouver is picked up. And I think we'll have four teams right in the Northwest that, can have that rivalry which will be good for us and anytime you build those type of rivalries it's good for the fans uh, the oilers will stay in the pacific division i know there was some speculation that that you guys and maybe calgary could be bumped over to the central besides that rivalry factor and and staying you know playing calgary and vancouver four or five times a year and getting seattle in there besides that were there any keys for you that were really important to staying in the Pacific? I know there was talk about, you know, TV and, and game start times and all that. Yeah, I really, you know, I think, you know, two years ago when we were in the playoffs, the rivalry with Anaheim and the rivalry with the Sharks, I, I think we built those. We certainly uh, think those are really good rivalries and let's continue to build. And I think this year, hopefully, they'll build to a level that we haven't seen uh, with those uh with those teams as everyone uh, fights for a playoff spot. Bob Nicholson joining us in Inside Sports. Bob, just a couple more for you. Obviously, I, I think I want to address a couple of Oilers things here. Obviously, it's uh, it's already been a pretty active season a third of the way through. Some some runs of good play on the ice. Uh, certainly a tough stretch that ended with, with Todd McClellan being let go as head coach and replaced by Ken Hitchcock. Uh, I, I know you're a fan of, of, of stability and, and trying to stick with things and trust people. Uh, however, you know, Peter Shirelli, you know, said that after consulting with others, it was ultimately his decision, but he, but he did decide to make the change. How, how did you see the, the coaching change? You, you know, I know you, you, you love Todd and, and, and you love Hitch too. How did you see the coaching stand sort of the change, you know, it's, it's necessity and it's impact. Yeah. You know, anytime that you're trying to you make that type of, uh, change in the in the middle of the season is very tough and uh you know first of all todd mcclellan is a very good coach and a great person and he'll coach in the league again but you know we were at the at the point and our team wasn't playing very well you know it was the right time to do that and you know we're really fortunate that uh when that time when we thought it was right um peter uh, made the change and you know ken hitchcock has come in and He's put his staff on this team, but I think Ken's still got a lot of work to do, and uh, we'll continue to do that and make this team better as we go for the playoffs. 
you know, obviously, uh, you're aware of what's out there with uh, with Peter Shirelli as well being uh, criticized from from different areas. Uh, I know you said in the summer you believe in his plan, and and I mentioned how how you believe in stability. Um, up front, especially though, there there has been a high dependence on three players to provide most of the scoring and, and drive the offense. So uh, you know, I think that there's. Uh, uh, some hope that there would be a little bit more depth or, or maybe there will be soon. Your assessment or update on uh, Shirelli's plan and then maybe a message to the fans here on uh, on where we're headed. Yeah, I think the key things to the fans is, you know, I really feel we've got a lot of assets that uh, are certainly sitting down in Bakersfield and a couple that we've drafted uh, that are playing in the Canadian Hockey League that will be in the Oilers lineup uh, next year and the year after and I think there's more assets today than when Peter took over, and that, that's one of the key things. And, you know, I, I really do believe that we have uh, players in the current lineup that uh, will start to produce more goals. And that, that's been the shortage. Everyone knows that. And I think uh, once they buy into Ken's uh, system, uh, they're going to start to chip in more goals. And, yes, we do rely on Connor and Leon. You know, they're excellent players, but we – we will get more uh, scoring from the rest of the uh, lineup as we go through the season. I'm very, very comfortable with that. All right. Well, Bob, it's always great to have you on the show. I appreciate you covering on all these uh, topics tonight. Very busy uh, day, busy time here in Edmonton and in oil country. I'll see you at the rink this weekend. A couple more big games coming up. Yeah, it's always good to talk to you, uh, Reed, and I love what you're doing in Studio 99, you know, promoting uh, – promoting the Oilers, but promoting the game overall. So thanks. Right on. See you, Bob. Bye. As Bob Nicholson checking in tonight, right off the top of the show, the CEO and vice chair of the Oilers Entertainment Group. So some thoughts there on where the Oilers are at now and, uh, you know, about where they might be headed, given some of the moves and draft picks made by Peter Shirelli. The Seattle team coming to the Pacific Division, and obviously the World Juniors, a big story today. They are coming to Edmonton and Red Deer for 2021. Get more on that on 630Ched.com. Latest bid here on the inside sports package for 630Ched Santa's Anonymous, 780-496-0063. You have until 7 to bid. It's up to $3,200. Awesome. But I think somebody wants it even more than that. You get Eskimo season tickets. You get four tickets to an Oilers game on December 29th. You get an autographed Mike Riley jersey. You get pucks, one autographed by Dreisaitl, one by the other by one of the all-time favorites with the Oilers, Ryan Smith, 780-496-0063. We are off and running at 620 Inside Sports on 630 Chat. Subscribe to the Inside Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630 Chad Inside Sports. Hey, really appreciate you tuning in tonight. So the updated bid on the 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous package is $4,500. My goodness. Thank you so much. Bidding until 7 o'clock, 780-496-0063. My name is Reed Wilkins. Lana Nordland is the Executive Director of Santa's Anonymous. Lana, it's a pleasure to see you. How are you doing? I'm a little tired. 
That's okay. But I've been on every show every all, <laughs> all day today, which which is fantastic. And Janine, our marketing uh, manager, has been right here along with me. In addition, she's been running out to visit Can Mandan out at Famous Toys. Oh, so nice. Her day's been busy too. You're both working hard. We and are. then Kellen Kennedy over there, he's doing nothing by comparison. I know. Well, he just step it here. up, Kellen. <laughs> no, he's taking phone calls as well, and he has a Def Leppard shirt on today, which is great. Okay, uh, so. We're bidding on this great package. We just got another phone call coming in, so it's probably going to go up over 4500 bucks. Thank you so much. And we should also mention, and you and I were there at the news conference on Monday, yes. the jerseys are incredible. Tell us what's happening Saturday at the Oil Kings game. Well, Saturday at the Oil Kings game is their annual teddy bear toss, so it's absolutely fantastic. And you just mentioned the jerseys, which is really great because they have got such a unique jersey this year. I thought last year's ugly homage to the ugly sweater was great this one the guys look like that they are a teddy bear it's got the little tag at the back and the tail and the fur and the little crop top and they even changed the logo um to look like a teddy bear um it's just awesome and it's 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 great there's going to be some um uh silent auction uh for a few of them on the on the concourse so we get the proceeds from that as well as of course all the teddy bears so we want to break that record of over fourteen thousand. Yep. um and then we also have volunteers there selling 50 50 tickets that night uh so when i talked to daniel from the uh oil kings earlier today we we're not quite at a sellout but it's very close so you got to get your tickets right away yeah so if everybody brings a bear you're mm-hmm. guaranteed seventeen thousand bears. Well, that's it. Hey, there yeah. was a there was a day when we had one game when a couple of years ago we had more bears thrown on the ice than people in the state. Oh, well, let's go for that. Yeah, let's because Calgary's not? done that. Hershey did that in yeah. the American uh, Hockey yes, League. Yes, Hershey. Oh my and this God, means gosh. every kid gets a bear or some kind of a plush animal, in, which in, is incredible. It, right, every child in there, along with their toy and a book, they get some kind of a, a plushed animal because of this teddy bear toss, and so that's really important to us. So that's the World Kings game on Saturday, of course. Of course, santasanonymous.ca for all the uh, other information related to Santa's and the drop-off locations. Delivery day is next Saturday. Lana, our phone's still ringing because the uh, high bid is now $5,250. Wow, wow Janine, you be answering those phones in there. <laughs> you can keep bidding at 780-496-0063. And Kelly Rudy is coming up after the 630 News on Inside Sports. You're listening to 630 Ched Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. All right, here's what's going on in the NHL tonight. The Red Wings leave Toronto 4-1 late in the second period. Also late in the second. Avalanche and Panthers 2-2. Columbus up 2-1 in Philadelphia. 4-1 lead for the Penguins against the Islanders. After the first, Canadians and Senators tied 1-1. Jeff Petrie has his fourth of the season. Early second period, Bruins and Lightning tied 1-1. Mini in Calgary tonight, then at the Oilers tomorrow. That'll be on 6.30, Chad. 5.30 face-off show game at 7. A bunch of games later, Capitals at Coyotes. Predators at Canucks. Blackhawks at Golden Knights. The Devils face the Kings. Busy night in the National Hockey League. So we have the Oilers in the wild tomorrow and then the Battle of Alberta on Sunday. Calgary against Edmonton at Rogers Place. Thursday night football, five and a half minutes in. Titans lead the Jaguars 7 nothing. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thank you very much for tuning in tonight. Man, you, you are just incredibly generous. I'm almost speechless. The top bid, and there's still 26 minutes to bid, now $6,550 on this package. 
And remember, this all goes to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous. You will get Eskimos season tickets for 2019, and you can wear an autographed Mike Riley jersey to the game if you please. That is also part of the package. You will get a visit to the Eskimos broadcast booth while Dave and Morley are calling a game. You get four tickets to the game this December 29th between the Oilers and the Sharks. It's a Saturday matinee, 2 p.m. You get a puck signed by Dreisaitl. You get a puck signed by one of your all-time favorites, Ryan Smith, to bid. Go to 780-496-0063. We have already set a record today thanks to you. This is the fifth of five packages on 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous Day. So thank you so much. 780-496-0063. Here's Dreisaitl. One minute to play. Kara behind the net. McDavid left circle. One-timer clap up. Score! This game is tied with 55 seconds to go. Oscar Klepp on the equalizer. Picks it up at center. In over the blue line. Reverse curse in full effect. Between circles, McDavid loads. Wade shoots and scores. That short side move he pulled off on Marc-Andre Fleury against Vegas pays off again. Braden Shen to keep the Blues alive. In the third round of the shootout, left-handed shooter picks it up at the red. In over the blue line. He's denied. And Cam Talbot wins the game for the Edmonton Oilers. 3-2 in a shootout. Oh, Jack Michaels with another beauty of a call last night on 6.30. Ched, the Oilers with the rally, the late tying goal to upend the St. Louis Blues 3-2 in a shootout. To discuss that and more, our weekly guest here on Inside Sports, former NHL goaltender now with the NHL on Rogers, Edmonton native Kelly Rudy. Kelly, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm fantastic, Reed. In fact, uh, I had a great day yesterday. I uh, flew home with the Flames after the game uh, in Columbus on Tuesday night, and uh, my mom came down from Edmonton yesterday, and uh, so I was able to visit with her, and my grandson came over last night. We all had dinner together. I had some of my other kids uh, around, and uh, my mom is going to make uh, cabbage rolls with uh, my wife and a couple of my daughters tomorrow. So everything's falling in a place nicely for the holidays, Reed. Uh, well, you buried the lead there. I think you should have just mentioned the cabin roll, the cabbage rolls right off the top, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I have a feeling they're not going to last long with you around, Kelly. <laughs> No, they won't. And uh, I know next time my mom comes down, she'll make the pierogies too. So we, uh, I think we still have a bunch in the freezer, so just wait. We just need to stock up on the cabbage rolls. And like you said, maybe after a game every once in a while, I can dip into the freezer and warm them up. Oh, that's awesome for sure. Kelly Rudy joining us uh, on Inside Sports. A lot to talk about tonight. So the Oilers went to a shootout last night with St. Louis. So I, I got to ask you, I, I mean, from a goaltending perspective, you, you got Connor McDavid, Connor McDavid coming in on you, and then he pulls off a move like that where, the, I mean, the puck is, all, is almost behind him. He's facing the corner and leaves the puck in front of the net. Uh, I mean, I don't know what you thought of that one, but Jake Allen must have really been guessing on that one. Well, yeah, and you know, that's the thing about goaltenders in today's game. I think they must find it incredibly stressful because the guys have never been better, and uh, they practice these unique shootout moves that nobody would have even thought about 20 years ago. And so, you know, you start off the shootout, and Ryan Nugent Hopkins shows unbelievable patience and then skill by uh, wading out Jake Allen and then roofing it. And then the next shooter that uh, Allen has to face is Connor McDavid, 
And I thought I saw an amazing move by McDavid last Saturday versus uh, Marc-Andre Fleury uh, in the first period where he did something similar. He skated around Braden McNabb and in tight. He roofs it over Fleury. But yesterday's was even more spectacular, as you described it. And back against the grain. And not only does he elevate, which is the number one thing, by the way, uh, not only in a shootout, but in tight. You have to elevate in today's goaltenders. But then he's so accurate off the post and in. I just, we were watching the game uh, after dinner, and I was just in awe. I mean, it's just ridiculously uh, cool how great he is. I know the panel, they talked about it, and I guess. Uh, they might have watched the game a little bit closer than I, but Doug McLean was saying that he he's still feeling the effects of the flu. I thought he looked fine, but holy cow. If if that's feeling the effects of the flu, all guys would want to play that way. <laughs> well, good, good point. And you mentioned not only did he pull off the, the dangle with the puck, he puts it right in off the post. What was the, what was the line for you as a goalie, Kelly, between saying – Okay, I you know I, I should have had it. I should have done this. I got to be ready for this next time, or maybe sometimes just brushing it off and saying, "Okay, he hit his spot. You know, whatever. Give him that one. Move on." Yeah, I was never of the mindset. Give him that. Um, I was always of the mindset that somehow I've got to find a way to make that save. Um, and so that would have been my uh, way of thinking. But it is a different, friendlier game, and I'm not you know, going down the Tortorella road about there's no hate anymore. But these guys do know each other uh, more so than we would have known each other. And so uh, they, in all likelihood, um, you know, maybe text after a game. I don't know how close Allen is with uh, McDavid, but for the most part, I think you know what I'm getting at. A lot of these guys uh, are really familiar with each other from the summers. And so, uh, you know, I think that it's a friendlier league that way. So, you know, you look at that move, you go, okay, well, that's crazy good, and now I've just got to find a way to make a save next time when uh, a guy shows me another move almost as uh, ridiculous as that one. Kelly Rudy joining us on Inside Sports Camp. Talbot got the victory last night, his 100th as a member of the Edmonton Oilers. He had a personal six-game losing streak going back to uh, October 28th when he beat Chicago in overtime. He played one other game under Hitchcock, resulted in a loss in Los Angeles where I, I thought he actually had a pretty decent game, but but uh, it didn't it didn't go his way. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm on with Rob Brown uh, every Oilers game, and yeah. he says, you know, players always know the stats. As, as an offensive player, Rob always says, you know your goal is drought. You know when there's a zero in the goal column for how many games off the start of the season. So as much as it's yeah. a team game, guys want those individual stats. What was it like, do you think, for Talbot to shake that, that, uh, that six-game losing streak? What can that do for his confidence? You know, everything. Uh, I, I think that uh, when you see, when you're watching the game yesterday and uh, Oilers fall down 2 nothing, and my personally, personally, my reaction was, oh, no, don't, don't let this happen again. And, uh, again, as the panel members said last night, that he played really well. And so when Clefbaum scored with, I think, about a minute something left to go, it brought a big smile on my face. I thought, okay, finally, it looks as though he might get rewarded to a certain degree because you can play well, like you said, in L.A., but if you're not getting rewarded and you're not getting the wins, it really beats you up. Uh, I don't care 
who you are, what kind of success you've had uh, at some other point. So I just think for uh, Talbot that that was a really big moment, and especially when I thought it was cool that Lucic went right over after the game and picked up the puck, and uh, that would have been a cool moment for Talbot. I I could really sense some emotion in Talbot's voice when he was uh, being interviewed post-game by Gene Principe. I thought that was kind of uh, cool because it's it's very emotional, and uh, so now you have to try and build off it and and not take a step backwards again. So uh, don't get too far ahead of yourself, but really enjoy it, and uh, especially it was a dad's trip, so that's kind of nice for a, a flight home. Kelly, I mean, more often than not in your career, you, you played on a, on a pretty good team, um, but uh, you know, I know you've talked about some of the, the battles you had to get through your career. Yeah. Can you remember a win that really felt like... You know, I needed that, or that monkey's off my back. Well, the biggest one would have after been in 92-93 when I went through a two-month stretch where I was horrible. And I did climb out of that hole, but there was one particular game where I got really emotional. We beat to Philadelphia, led by Eric Lindros and John McClaren, and those guys, uh, in Philly. Uh, I think we beat them 3-1. I had an excellent game. And I really, really knew after that game that I was back. And so in the dressing room, I stood up and I thanked the guys uh, for sticking with me. And, like, I was an emotional boy. I had tears in my eyes, and so did some of my teammates. I remember looking specifically around the room, and a couple of my uh, good buddies, like Tony Granato, I could sense the emotion in, uh, just by looking at his face, too. So there are some of those moments that you go through that are really, really cool. And, and some wins are more special than others. And, and you have to really cherish them because the hard times are really hard. Kelly, I got to get one more from you. Uh, I, I mean, I've been sitting here the last couple of weeks talking about Oilers games usually being decided by a goal. We've had 3-2, we've had 2-1, we've had one nothing, 9-6 the other night. Calgary <laughs> and Columbus. Uh, all four goalies You know, played. it's funny. Yes, exactly. You know, it's funny, too. It's not like there were 3,000 scoring chances. Bill Peters this morning said, by their estimation, both teams only had about 35 scoring chances. Um, and so to score 15 goals in those chances, that tells you, uh, I think it really goes more not about the, the goaltending itself. I think just the skill level of the players. And so the game's never been played by better, young, skilled players, but they, and the only criticism I can really find is that they haven't really learned how to play defense yet, and they don't really check as well as they they need to. Their defensive uh, hockey doesn't match their offensive skills, and so we are the beneficiaries, we as the fans, we get to see some really great games, no game, it doesn't seem as though a lead is safe anymore, and that's exciting, that's what it used to be in the 80s, and and I'm pretty happy to see a lot of these games where they're, it's really high scoring again. All right. Well, been another big weekend to hear, uh, again here, and we're going to see Edmonton and Calgary go at it on Sunday for the second time this season, first time since the Flames had that comeback on November 17th, and I'm sure the Oilers and the fans at Rogers Place will have a nice warm welcome for Matthew Kachuk. Right. Well, let's hope the game on Sunday has the same emotion that the previous one had in the Battle of Alberta, because that was awesome. 
Absolutely, Kelly. Thanks for checking in tonight. Enjoy the cabbage rolls. Kelly Rudy, every week here on Inside Sports, talking hockey and more and more lately, throwing in some food references, which I don't mind. $7,500 is now the high bid for the Inside Sports package to benefit 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous. It includes four tickets to the Oilers and Sharks on December 29th, Eskimos 2019 season tickets, an autographed Mike Riley jersey, the chance to visit David Morley while they are calling an Eskimos game at Commonwealth Stadium, a hockey puck signed by Ryan Smith, and a hockey puck signed by Leon Dreisaitl. 780-496-0063. 13 minutes remaining in the auction. $7,500 is the high bid. You have been incredibly generous. We will take a quick timeout inside sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio, 630 Chad. This is J.C. Sheriff from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. We're going to have one of J.C. Sherrett's teammates in studio at 7.30 tonight, receiver Kenny Stafford. He's getting ready for the Eskimos locker room sale on Saturday, 10 o'clock, for season seat holders open to the public at noon. And uh, we will expand on that as we move along tonight. Well, i got to thank Kevin at Chisel Point Contracting, who has thrown in a $500 gift certificate to the... Inside Sports, 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous auction package. Thank you very much, Kevin. That is much appreciated. So it's a $500 gift certificate from Chisel Point Contracting. So, Lana, that's for, just give me a thumbs up. That's for landscaping. That's for you to be used towards landscaping. All right. So you get the uh, Eskimo season seats, the Riley jersey, tickets to an Oilers game, dry settle autograph puck, Smith autograph puck, a visit to our Eskimos broadcast booth, and a $500 GC from Chisel Point Contracting. Thank you, Kevin. 780-496-0063. Eight minutes left to bid. The top bid is now at $8,200. Oh, my goodness. Which means we are going to be over, uh, we will be over $65,000 for the day for all the uh, packages together here on 630 Ched. This, this is a privilege that you are participating to this extent. Thank you very much. Edmonton and Red Deer will have the privilege of hosting the 2021 World Junior Tournament that was announced today at Rogers Place. Tom Rennie is the CEO of Hockey Canada. We like the combination of that, you know, that bigger venue and and the, and the smaller venue, if you will. You can appreciate that this arena, this facility uh, takes precedent for us in terms of what it can do. Um, we understand quite completely that, you know, Calgary, we hope we'll get there. Um, you know, we anticipate that good things will happen with an arena facility there and it changes the landscape again, which we're excited about to say the least. Um, bottom line is we like the combination of Edmonton Red Deer this time around because of the two facilities. All right, so obviously uh, Rogers Place at this point, clearly a superior facility to what they uh, they have for the uh, main pool game. Well, not the main pool games, the Canada pool games than they have in Calgary. So instead of the Edmonton-Calgary combination that we saw in 2012, we get the Edmonton-Red Deer combination. And obviously there there's more interest in the games involving Canada, more interest in the, uh, in the games that are being played in the playoffs and for the medals. So we're looking at the Canadian games being in Edmonton, the medal round games being in Edmonton, at least most of them. Uh, and then the Red Deer getting the other pool and perhaps 
it's a quarterfinal or two. I know this year's tournament, uh, Victoria is going to get limited playoff action, but most of it in Vancouver. And uh, Rennie was asked, is this going to be the model now, uh, the big city, small city? I, I think that there's a good chance of that. We will test this and see how it uh, how it goes. There are other stakeholders involved, uh, the IIHF being one, uh, the other member federations being the other, of course. Uh, but recognizing how important Hockey Canada is and the game uh, and these uh, these games being played in Canada, I would suggest that we have an opportunity to leverage somewhat there. Um, but we'll remain guarded and recognize what happens after this event and what might look best moving forward subsequent to Victoria, Vancouver and Red Deer Edmonton. So what I understand is that uh, it, certainly the gold medal game will, will be in the big venue. Uh, we anticipate that we'll be in that. That's a little ways down the road, of course. But that's the way it should play. It should, it should play all that way. There's, there's no doubt in our minds about that. That being said, uh, time will tell, but that certainly looks to be the blueprint. All right, so get more on that on 630Ched.com. The Oilers didn't practice today, got back from St. Louis in the uh, wee hours of the morning hosting Minnesota tomorrow, though they have put Drake Kajula on injured reserve with a hand injury. He didn't play yesterday against the Blues. Patrick Russell goes back down to Bakersfield. Cooper Marodi, who had three assists in a win last night over Manitoba, he comes up, and Valentin Zikoff has been activated. Uh, of course... Zekoff picked up on waivers uh, almost a week ago off the, from the Carolina Hurricanes. He's had to work out his visa issues, so uh, he's active. And uh, while I would expect we would uh, see him in there tomorrow against uh, the Minnesota Wild, obviously he was skating here in Edmonton for a couple of days while he got everything ironed out. Ken Hitchcock talked about him last week and said if you, if you look at some of his analytics and some of his play, he's the type of player the Oilers need. He's got a bigger body, he's heavy on the puck, he's good around the blue paint. Now I know you can say, well, wait a minute, where are the stats? Well, they haven't been there. Uh, quite frankly, but hopefully they will be there as he gets into the lineup for the Oilers. Jujar Kara with a good little run here under Hitchcock as well. Oilers are 5-2-1 since Hitch took over. Oh, this is a good question here. Uh, a question about tickets for the uh, World Junior Tournament. Well, I'll tell you what, they will go on sale in the spring for season ticket holders of the Edmonton Oilers, Edmonton Oil Kings, and Red Deer Rebels. And uh, further information about being available to the public will be announced at a later date. So that's uh, what I can tell you there at the moment. We are down into the final four minutes of the auction for this incredible inside sports package. 780-496-0063 to get in a final bid. 8200 bucks right now is the top bid. Season seats for the Essex in 2019. An autographed Mike Riley jersey. Pucks autographed, one by Dreisaitl, one by Ryan Smith. Tickets to see the Oilers and Sharks. Four tickets, actually, for the game this December 29th. And our buddy Kevin has thrown in a $500 gift certificate for Chisel Point Contracting, so they'll take care of some landscaping for you. 780-496-0063. Hey, we'll, uh, we'll go to Red Deer after the news. Our buddy Cam Moon. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.